Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Real time, folks, remember Rocket Can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Baseball season is upon us. We got big questions, we got little questions, and I have another debate for Matt Snyder, who joins us right now, CBS Sports MLB writer. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Snyder, C. BS. Matt, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Sure thing. Uh, I'm excited now. I, I mean, I, we have a debate. I'm ready. Oh, I got a debate with you. It's going to be about the shift again. <laughs> I'm okay. going to debate you about the shift again. Oh, do, oh, your demeanor totally changed. He got very serious here. He goes, I didn't know it was going to be this type of a – I didn't know this was going to be a confrontation instead of an interview, Ken. Uh, Matt, first off, you know, we got to get to the news of the day. Uh, the All-Star game has been moved by Major League Baseball. Uh, where is what? Well, what? Because this was a very quick decision here. What went into the thinking with with Rob Manfred here and, and with the higher ups in the league? From the sounds of things, I think it was sponsor related. Like there were a lot of sponsors kind of pressuring Major League Baseball. We're going to pull out unless you do this. Uh, so I, I think that was probably the impetus for the move. Because uh, if anything, we know that Rob Manfred does not like to have his hands in politics. Um, so I, I think that it was kind of sponsor-driven, and I think that his hand kind of got forced. Um, I could see that, obviously. Where is the next – they probably have to make a decision pretty quickly where it would go. Where do you think, the, think so. the All-Star, where do you think the All-Star game would play? Well, I saw something about Camden Yards earlier today. Uh, that would be interesting. But, I mean, if I can be completely cynical here, I kind of feel like they might want to push for Arlington because they could fill the stadium, and that's the most money possible. Uh, I, those would be my top two guesses, I guess. I, I don't I, – I mean, it's so early, but like you said, they probably have to hurry up and pick a place. So I, I don't have a great answer for that. But, uh, hey, if you want a betting favorite, go with Texas because then they can fill the stadium. Oh, that's true. Matt Snyder joining us on the show, CBS Sports Major League Baseball writer. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Snyder CBS. So Francisco Lindor makes three hundred forty-one million dollars. Is he worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's uh, he, he's a cornerstone type player, and more than that, the Mets had to get this done. They had to. If you bring in a new owner, he he's on Twitter all the time. He's talking. You know, there, there's so much talk about how things are going to be different. This is something that the Wilpon family would have screwed up. So you can't, after you get new ownership, trade for a guy like Francisco Lindor and not extend him. If it ends up being an overpay in the last few years in terms of performance, that doesn't really matter that much. You're in New York City. You have Steve Cohen as an owner who's a billionaire, multi-multi-billionaire. He can afford it. Lindor's a great player. This was a, a very good match. 
Well, you know I'm based out of Cleveland, and I had this conversation earlier this week, and it just sucked that it was opening day, and the night before opening day they announced this deal being made here, man. And, you know, some people are licking their wounds. Some people are saying, out of hell with them. Some people are upset with the Indians. But when it comes to these contracts, it's not just about paying the contract of $341 million. You just hit it right there. It's being an organization that will be able to pay for 36-year-old Francisco Lindor making yes. 30-plus million dollars. That's the yes, thing I absolutely. think that is lost on fans like me, man. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at, like, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera, yeah, the mm-hmm. back ends are, are, are bad on a lot of them, but it's not about that. It's about the prime years and uh, what it takes to get it done. And there, there are examples where it ends up, okay, John Lester. I know it wasn't near that much, but John Lester to the Cubs, that was one of the greatest free agent deals we've ever seen. Because the Cubs won the World Series, and Lester was an ace through most of that contract. Uh, it can work out. Justin Verlander's deal that he signed with the Tigers, that, that big extension, that was great. Now, I know some of it was with the Astros, but still, if you looked at the contract as a whole, that was well worth it. So there are examples where it works. Who's winning the World Series? I think the smart money's Dodgers. Uh, I, I said I was on a, a spot the other day, and I said if it's if you have to pick one team, the Dodgers are the easy and obvious pick. But if you got a choice between the Dodgers and the field, take the field. Uh, but if it's just one team, yeah, the Dodgers are the pick. Is there anybody who should be a dark horse that you would pick that people should pay attention to, a la maybe put money on? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of – it looks easy now, but I was saying on an opening day, but now that they're 2-0, it looks easier. But I, I feel like the Astros are really underrated – for, for several reasons. I think people wow. are tired of them. I think a lot of people don't like them. I think with Verlander out and George Springer having just left them free agency, it looks like, oh, they're going to be down. I, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games, but I think 88 might do it in that division, and you get Justin Verlander back as a, a high-leverage reliever in time for the playoffs. That's kind of a fun X factor there. Matt Snyder joining us from CBS Sports. Who's your MVP candidate, or who's your MVP winner? Uh, I like Acuna in the National League, and I, I, I went chalk in the American League and went with Trout. I know it's too easy, but, uh, hey, it's Mike Trout. Should Well, okay, well, let me ask you this. Where do you see the Angels finishing in 2021? Uh, probably just a nondescript third place again. I, 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 every year I, when I go to look at the predictions, I want so bad to put them in as a wild card. And then hope for like a deep playoff run because I feel like we should be blessed enough to get a deep Mike Trout playoff run. But I just they're not well rounded enough. I'm just not seeing it on the pitching side. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose it's possible, like Dylan Bundy and Griffin Canning and, and oh Shohei Otani come out and deal, and all of a sudden you've got a formidable group. But I just feel like it's more of the same, just kind of mediocre to maybe slightly above average. Well, because when we were talking about the Francisco Lindor deal earlier this week, you know, he's third, I think, in Major League Baseball now. Trout's up there at 426, and I, I was saying, well, you know, Mike Trout's 26, 27 years old, and I looked and go, whoa, he's 29. I yeah. mean, he's going to be 30 here, obviously, very shortly. He's 29. That's that's the way you know, years work. But I see what's going on in the NBA where guys get a bunch of money, they still need to win rings. I think Tom Brady has actually ushered this all in where – Boy, you need to have championships now. For a guy like Mike Trout, and I know baseball's a different animal than the other two big ones that we usually talk about here. 
It is, yeah. Do you see him maybe forcing his way out someday? Uh, that's a tough one. I, my, my initial instinct is to say no, because, you know, he's the one that signed the deal there. They weren't in any worse shape or better shape at the time. It was basically just all the, the exact same as, as it is now. But, yeah, man, I don't know. By the time he gets to be 33, 34, if they aren't any closer – I, I suppose it's possible because I, I, I let me, say, let me say, jump he in. Doesn't the... seem, he doesn't seem wired that way, but yeah, he's a competitor. He is a competitor. You can see it. You can see his fire that he plays with. So he yeah, might just, get tired of it. He doesn't show his ass in the media. You know, he doesn't do any of that. He's yeah. very quiet. He's very quiet. And I, I'm just thinking, man, we're looking at one of the greatest players who's ever played in baseball. I mean, he might, by the time it's all said, we, when we talk about war and everything, I mean, he's up there with unbelievable company. And I go, man, you know, you got all these guys, and they won World Series. And, hey, maybe Ted Williams never won one. I get that. But when you look back on his career, could there be a time where he knows that the end is coming and now it's, we got to do something here. This is this yeah. is, this is is going to affect me. So, yeah, it, in four years at 33 years old, maybe it does change for Mike Trout there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see it. I mean, like I said right now, like my gut instinct is to say no because he's not a rock-the-boat guy. But you can yeah. see a point where he, he might get sick of it, yeah. Matt Snyder joining us on the show. Hey, by the way, is Mike Woodson a good hire? I initially thought no, and in like throughout all the process of the rumors, I thought this is going to be horrible, don't do this, but it has completely grown on me. Part of it is the Thad Mata attachment to help with recruiting, and part of it is how it looks like he's totally sold all the players, like Trace Jackson Davis said he came back after a two-hour meeting with Woodson because Woodson made him so fired up to play for, play for him. So I, I'm, I'm ready to go. Do you have to go former player route in college basketball? I don't think so. Um, I, 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 I've, I've long resisted it being an Indiana fan because I just don't want Steve Alford and it feels like everybody <laughs> just wants to attach us to Steve Alford. Uh, but on this one, I feel like he completely sold. I don't, I don't think that he was even close to being a front runner until he kind of forced an interview with, with Dolson, the AD. I, I feel like he sold his way in and, and that's why I'm, I'm giving it a good shot. Matt Snyder with us on the show. I, I got to ask you those questions. Did you want Brad Stevens? Yeah, absolutely. That it, He was the not the home run hire. He was the grand slam hire. Is, is Indiana basketball still a blue blood? Well, yeah, I think so. But I, I, I think that so many people are under a, 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 some kind of it, – it's just a, a miscomprehension of what we think we are, I feel like, nationally. Like – we know we're not North Carolina. We know we're not Duke. We know we're not Kentucky. We, we know we're not Kansas. We know that. I know there's history, but we haven't been to the Final Four since 2002, and that was a five seed who kind of flukily beat Duke in the Sweet 16, and we haven't been to we haven't won at all since 1987. Like we know what we want to be is basically what like for now maybe the next 10 years or so is basically what Wisconsin has been for the last 20 years. That's what we want for now, and then if we get there, then obviously we'll say hey. Now let's get back to being like Kansas. Will LeBron James make serious decisions that affect the roster with the with the Boston Red Sox? Well, he's breaking up. Damn it! Damn it! Damn yeah, it! Damn no, it! No, Is Matt, I'm, Matt, I'm you back, there, there we back. go. We got you. We got yeah, you. Go. I, go I ahead. Just heard, go will ahead. LeBron make decisions? And I missed the rest. Yeah. Will LeBron make serious 
roster-affecting decisions for the Boston Red Sox at some point oh, here no. soon? No, I don't think so. I, I, surely, he, I, I don't know if he, he has a, it pays enough attention. I, I wouldn't think. I think it's just a money thing. Well, the one because I got a report here that says, well, LeBron James will have say in the Red Sox and Liverpool decision-making. And I, I wanted to bring this up to you. I go, I don't know if he'd really want to. He's always said in the NBA he doesn't want to be the firm decision-maker, even though it's kind of implied in certain ways. But now as, as, a, as a minority owner, eh, we kind of know where you stand now, right? Yeah, I, the the one thing I think about the true greats is they have enough self awareness to know like where they shouldn't be making decisions. I have to think he knows he's not a baseball expert, so then he would know that it would be stupid to make baseball decisions. I would love to own a baseball team because I think I know exactly where I stand when it comes to some <laughs> of the baseball. Like if it were football. Like I talk a lot of football, obviously, Matt, and I'm like, if if I if somebody were going to go, Ken, here's a billion dollars, go buy yourself part of a football team. You get you know 51 percent ownership. I go, I would run this thing right into the ground, and everybody would hate my guts because I think I know what I'm doing, <laughs> and I think the same thing with basketball. But in baseball, especially with all the changes going on, I go, eh, you know what? I might be very successful in this because I could get good baseball people to do what's right by my team. I think that might work out. Can I ask you another question? Because now I'm beating around the bush because I don't want to get in a fight with you. But here we go. Tell me why we need to ban the shift. Come on. Because it's just wrong. Everything about it's wrong. <laughs> no, I. Okay. <laughs> Here's the the thing that I'm that I'm most against is the dude standing in the middle of the outfield. If you give me a rule where everybody has to have at least one foot in the infield dirt then I'm good. You, you play wherever you want in the infield, that's fine. I, I've, I'm resigned on that one. But when when you tell a right a left-handed hitter, you hit a line drive that lands what should be 10 to 15 feet in front of the right fielder, and you've got a second baseman standing in the middle of the right field there to catch it, that's wrong to me because that should be a single. That should be a, a good hit. And the thing that bothers me the most in the counterargument is when people say, like, hit it where they ain't. That's what I say. Control it. You, That's you can't. What... <laughs> you're facing a hundred mile per hour fastball, ninety mile per hour slider. You have a two and three quarter inch bat, maybe two and five eighths inch bat, and you can specifically say where you're going to hit it every time. I mean, and people bring up like Rod Carew or Tony Gwynn. Okay, well, even when Tony Gwynn, Gwynn hit three seventy, that means sixty three percent of the time he hit at somebody and got out. And you're talking yeah. about like, the best batsmith of all time. All right. That's a, well, you're if the you only person. If you you wanted, why didn't he hit 1,000? Oh, you're Okay, two things. One, you're right, because we think of Tony Gwynn, and uh, God love him, but we, we think Tony Gwynn just hit every single time up. There's still you know six out of ten times where he, he found himself out, and it's exactly what you said. However, you just mentioned the foot on the infield. Because yeah. I go, I go. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna get? Are, are we gonna get chalk lines? Are we gonna make it where a shortstop can stand and where a second baseman can stand? Absolutely not. Oh, no. but you actually made it possible there, where you, where you said, okay, a foot on the infield on uh, on the infield dirt, and I'm going, okay, that's reasonable. That's actually a reasonable thing to do there. So maybe I'm listening to you now. I, you know, I I look at it and I go, people go, well, where's the strategy? Where's the strategy anymore? Where it's just glorified. And every now and then I'm one of those people who go, man, it's glorified home run derby here and there. Where's the strategy? I'm going, man, if we take away the shift, aren't we taking away strategy, Matt? You disagree, obviously. 
I, I do, and actually I'm going to piggyback on the just hit a home run thing because mm-hmm. let's say you're Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single time you hit the ball hard in play, it's right at a defender. Wouldn't you try to hit a home run every time instead of hitting it right at somebody? Yes. So if, if they're actually where they're supposed to be and I hit a line drive up the middle, now it's a hit instead of there's a shortstop standing on top of second baseman and I hit a line drive up the middle and he catches it. Wouldn't you, after four or five of those at-bats, be like, screw this, I'm just going to hit a bomb? Yeah. I, so if we but, get away from the shift, maybe we get more natural base hits and guys quit swinging for the fences every time. So you, But a guy like that is going to but, – but what about like the old uh, – hey, I know you know more about this, but what about the old like um, the old adage of the, 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 the baseball, whatever – Whatever they said about three-run home runs, pitching defense and three-run home yeah. runs. Like, Earl what about, Weaver. like, it, yeah, Earl Weaver says this. So, if if you got a guy like Kyle Schwarber who goes, you know what, I'm paid to hit home runs, I'm going to keep trying to hit home runs. Yeah. Are there more probably. guys like that? Are there more? Are there just more guys like that? Like, could we ban the shift and we just still see home runs? And probably. All yeah, yeah. And then maybe that was a bad example. And I, I No, thought I actually like, thought it was a great example. It was, I did. It was like uh, Pete Alonzo. I, I, was, I was discussing with somebody the other day and said something about, like, just bunt. And I'm like, really? You, you want to pay to go to a game to watch Pete Alonzo bunt? No. I mean, come on. That's true. I don't want to do that. I went to many <laughs> Jim Tomey games back in the day, and if Jim yeah, Tomey would have laid down a bunt. No. Yeah, no, that's that's like a fart in bed. And no one wants seen, to do that. We've seen uh, – there was a game a few years ago, uh, Anthony Rizzo bunted twice, to, and then the next time he came up to bat, the Cardinals stopped shifting. Okay, so was that our goal here? Everybody who keeps saying just bunt out of it, was that what you wanted? You wanted to see Anthony Rizzo bunt twice? Is that really what you wanted? No, because if I'm no. paying money to see, I want to see boppers. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. All right, Matt. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Snyder CBS. I stand down. I just I, I like I like arguing about the shift. All right, fine, Matt. Follow him on Twitter. He's great, great writer, great person. Matt, take care, buddy. All right, have a good one, man. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports MLB writer. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Snyder CBS. He's right. I mean, I, when I went to when I'd go to baseball games at younger, when the when the Red Sox were rolling with Johnny Damon in David Ortiz. I love David Ortiz. I want to see David Ortiz hit. I want to see if he can hit home runs, and he did hit a home run. I don't want to see David Ortiz bunt. I don't see any of that. I'll admit that, I'll admit that to you. Up next, 1140, top five serial mascots, courtesy of Anthony Pierno. Up next, baseball players deserve more than the other sports for reasons that you might not think. It's Ken Carmen live on CBS Sports Radio. You need these type of contracts in Major League Baseball. Football has the league. The NFL has the league. People are going to watch the league no matter what. The NBA, they have the players. They have the guys who are policymakers. They have people who are polarizing that we like with good reason, that we dislike with bad reason or good reason. doesn't matter. They're the ones who have the stars. Major League Baseball needs the salary. They need the eye-popping salary for a multitude of reasons. I had a conversation earlier this week. And I know a lot of people agree with me, but I don't think it's the I don't think it's for the reasons you think. We had a conversation earlier this week as Francisco Lindor used to play for the Cleveland Indians. I'm based out of Cleveland. He just signed that contract the night before opening day, so we, we had to discuss it a little bit. And my my partner Anthony says during the show, man, Miles Garrett makes $125 million 
Francisco Lindor makes $341 million in his career so far, and that's a guaranteed salary. Miles' isn't. Miles Garrett should be paid more. And immediately people got in about, no, they play more games, they have a stronger union. I agree with the fans, but I don't even think that's the case. You need something eye-popping. I need something that's eye-popping that that gets me discussing it, that, my goodness, you make that much money. I'll look at a guy like Lionel Messi. I'm not a big soccer fan. I'll pay attention because I know that he makes $600 million. I want to see what $600 million gets you in the world of soccer. I want to see what highly paid athletes get you. Bryce Harper, half the reason that he's still a marketable superstar, most people hate him, and they love that he doesn't do that well making $330 million. They love that it's such a terrible contract so far. They love it. Fernando Tatis, the totally opposite reason. I'm a big fan of Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm so glad that he's in Gatorade commercials. I think he could be the face of the league. Already is. I think he'd be one of the biggest faces in sports. And I love that he's young, and he's a marketable star, and he's somebody who has a good personality. He does bat flips that you could rally around and get young people to enjoy. Francisco Lindor, for really the same reason, plays in a major market, plays for a team that's in the major market but not the team. A lot of people hate the Yankees. A lot of people like the Mets because they hate the Yankees so much. It makes total sense. And in a market that can pay Francisco Lindor a tremendous amount of money for a long period of time. And it's not just that, though. Because money attracts us. The amount of money that somebody gets makes us curious. But it's not just that. A couple of years ago, a first-round pick, a high top-end first-round pick, walks away from the possibility of $300-plus someday to go play in the NFL. He was the number one pick in the NFL. It's so far working out for him. I'm not sure about Kingsbury, but so far it's working out for him. It seems like it's a good decision, a strong decision. I was worried, but it's working out for Kyler Murray right now. That should and did raise red flags with Major League Baseball. You have a young superstar, American superstar, who decides that he's going to go play football. You go from a place like Oklahoma that has 80, 90, 100,000 people at home games. It's a traveling road show. Which one are you going to pick? And at 20 years old, you're going to bet on yourself. Major League Baseball needs to show you that if you're a top-end superstar, Kyler Murray believes he's going to be a superstar no matter what he plays. That's why he played football. Everybody in the world told you, you're 5'9". What are you doing playing in the NFL? Calais Campbell is 6'6". He'll kill you. I'm going to play football. A guy like that has a tremendous ego for a good reason, tremendous confidence in himself. He's going to go play in the NFL. He's going to reap the rewards of it. He doesn't need to go play in Scranton, Pennsylvania right when he comes out of college. No offense to Scranton. But it's a a bit of a step down from a Saturday afternoon in Norman, Oklahoma. It's a bit of a step down from a Sunday afternoon in Glendale, Arizona. And you go right from college, and you could go to Glendale, Arizona, in a sold-out stadium in 2019, or you can go to five, 6,000 with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs or whoever the, the A's, triple A's, double A, single A teams are, low A. It's an easy choice. Younger players, Acuna, Tatis, 
getting up to the majors quicker, getting run quicker, getting big money quicker. It's not just about what Ken Carmen feels on a regular Saturday afternoon and what I want to watch and what I'm interested in or an early Sunday morning if I want to watch Champions League or Bundesliga or anything like that because the guy makes a lot of money. It's also speaking to a young American superstar on which sport he's going to play. People who are interesting. Kyler Murray is an interesting person. So is Francisco Lindor. So is Fernando Tatis Jr. I need interesting people. They're interesting. You can't, if you're Major League Baseball and you have a guy who plays another sport, you can't let him go. The NFL can. Jalen Suggs, I got two college football coaches say that he was one of the best prospects they ever saw play football. One of the best quarterback prospects they ever saw. He's going to play in the NBA. He's going to make a lot of money. The NBA can do it, and the NFL can deal with it. It's not a big deal to the NFL. They got the league. I'm going to watch no matter what, and I'm going to be interested in football before Miles Garrett and after Miles Garrett. Before the Watts, after the Watts, before the Boses, after the Boses, before Mahomes, and after Mahomes. Baseball doesn't have that same luxury. So you have the money, you have the market, you have to make the payment. You have to get my attention, and more importantly, you have to get young people's attention because the athleticism that we're seeing now is unlike we saw in the 90s when I was a kid, certainly unlike the 70s when my father was a kid, and certainly unlike the 30s when my grandfather was a kid. They need to show this. This is what you can make at a very young age in Major League Baseball. This is what you can do. People will come to watch you. People will buy your jersey. People will buy the products that you endorse. You have these opportunities in Major League Baseball. I don't think we're ever getting a cap because we're probably never getting a floor. And the players don't want a cap because then eventually they may find out when it comes to something like this that you're going to kill your own league. As much as I'd love there to be a cap to even things out to do it football's way, it's just a losing proposition maybe even for both sides. But they need to show this type of work to inspire a younger athlete to pick baseball. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Up at noon Eastern, John Fanta, play-by-play college basketball on Fox, Big East Network. We'll talk to him. Up next, top five, the top five cereal mascots, courtesy of Pirno. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. John Fanta. Play-by-play for college basketball on Fox and the Big East Network. Going to join us at noon. Just be great. John Fanta, and that's it. John Fanta's going to preview the Final Four with us. Going to be a hell of a time. Going to be a hell of a time with him. Also, what's next? I almost made a really stupid mistake (laughs) a couple of days ago when it comes to John Fanta. He reported the the, uh, Roy Williams retirement. And Pirno, when I reported the Roy Williams retirement, I swear to you, I almost I almost texted him, and then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me search this first because it could actually be real because it was on April Fool's Day. It was on April 1st. So I figured, I was like, is he making a joke? I'm like, man, you don't do that. Yeah, that's why I hate this, April Fool's this is, Day. Yeah, it's I was just... like, this, I was going, this is bad. And then I go, let me search. I go, oh, man, Roy Williams actually retired. And I, te- I was talking to John yesterday. I'm like, man, I almost texted you the other day, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he started laughing. I go, it's, do you see I what mean, Michael? I, you see, see Michael Strahan? What with the Fools? teeth? Yeah. yeah, his teeth. 
A lot of people were wondering whether or not it was t- whether or not that was an April Fool's joke. I-, I believed him at first. I go, oh my gosh, he gave in. This is it. And then, sure as hell, there he was. I mean, when you're known, he's not known for just that. But when you you know you got that, I got used to it. Like, hey, you no, know, let it ride, man. I was I was sitting there going, man, it's his body; he can do whatever he wants. But I'm like, man, why'd you get rid of the gap? But now he's got this. He's got his gap back. It was just an April Fool's joke. Not big on April Fools. I almost got got like eight times on April Fools. It's tough. I tweeted at fake Steve Wilpon or fake Steve Wil uh, um Steve Cohen. Sorry, I got the Mets owners mixed up and people. That's a fake. I know it was a joke myself. I know what day it is. Relax. I do like pranks though. Uh, just not on April Fools. Are you saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would you, agree. Do you not like? Like I love like prank like shows and movies. Yeah, I don't care. Like Impractical no? Jokers and all that stuff. I don't watch it now. Oh care. wow! Because um, Eric Andre on Netflix has his new movie Bad Trip. Okay, that is it's excellent. Well, that I was, guy's brilliant. I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. I that, that's a very good movie. Bad Trip huh. on Netflix. Eric Andre's brilliant. That's surprising. That I, okay, fine. All right, all right. I'll watch it. All right, are we ready for the top five cereal mascots of all time? Yeah, we're ready. Top five cereal mascots. Not, I got to go first. All right, you go you're first. Because you're, right. you're always better with the exception of one. Yeah. Um, so I got to go first because I let you do second because yours are better than mine. All right, here's my top five. You want me to go five through one? Uh, I think that's how we usually do it. I now. don't even like – see, this is this is what got me here. I don't even really like cereal. I never really liked cereal even as a kid. So it's it's always ones that just I kind of I just kind of dug, and I didn't think they tried too terribly hard. But this one's going to throw you off. Tricks Rabbit number five. Oh, what I a big fan of Tricks! Oh, you hate the Tricks Rabbit. I hate the Tricks Rabbit because the, the guy's an idiot. First off, that's what makes stand him funny. Up, stand up for yourself, damn it! Stand that's up for what yourself. Makes him- that's what makes them funny. Let those no, kids I take hated... advantage of you like that. You're on the damn box. I, it's true, but I hated the kids. He made me hate the kids even more. Always... So I thought it worked. It made me almost want to buy the cereal in spite of the kids, but then I knew I didn't have a rabbit to feed the cereal to. They never let him have the cereal. Then they're calling him names to his face, calling him silly. Yeah. I mean... And... They, he, he should have slapped those kids right it in the probably, back of the head. It probably inspired a generation of bullies now that we think about it. Yeah. But I still felt bad for the Trix Rabbit. Nah, he's, he's weak. He's weak. I put Trix Rabbit in at number five. All right? So we're off right. on a rip-roaring start. Yeah. Number four, Count Chocula. All right. That's a good one. One of the uh, serial monsters. I dig vampires. I dig Halloween. Halloween's probably my favorite holiday. Um, I like I like Count Chocula. I put Count Chocula at number four. It wasn't over. It wasn't overdoing it. Wasn't overdriving it. Anything like that. He was just. He was cool, man. He was fine. Number three, Captain Crunch. Of course, with Crunch Berries. With Crunch Berries. That was actually. I actually like that cereal. Um, Captain Crunch, good dude. Seemed to always be on the up and up. Like Captain Crunch. Number two, Fred and Barney. Because you have to like the Flintstones when you're a small kid. I don't know anybody who doesn't like the Flintstones. I actually like the Flintstones cigarette ads. It didn't make yeah, me smoke. I've seen, yeah, I've seen those. Those were. You look at the. <laughs> it's so bizarre. When you're on YouTube and you just go down that YouTube rabbit hole and you end up at the Fred Flintstone cigarette ads, 
wow, what a country we were in at that time. But yeah, Fred and Barney are number you know two. What? I know, we're ta- I know we're talking about the mascots here, but I'm not a fan of that cereal. It gets so soggy w- too you know fast. What? You're right. you got to eat it quick. you got to eat it quick. Oh, You're so man. right about that. It gets right so soggy. Number one, we got we to get thrown off the air someday and do top th- top five cigarette ads. Um, <laughs> number one, Toucan Sam. And the reason I like Toucan Sam, I'm not even a big Fruit Loops guy. My dad seemed to always really like Toucan Sam. My dad always talks about Toucan Sam. So it's like, all right, I like Toucan Sam. Yeah. And I know who I'm missing, and the reason he's missing, because I don't like the guy, okay? I think he tries too hard. I don't need you to come play basketball with my kids. I don't want to play basketball (laughs) with you when I'm a kid. You're a cartoon character, okay? Tony Tiger, and by the way, you're a great big ferocious tiger. I know what tigers do. Tigers are carnivores, and I would feel if I'm around a tiger, the damn thing's going to try to eat me at some point. So all this is is an elaborate ruse to eat this cereal that I really don't like. I don't like cornflakes or frosted flakes or any of that stuff. I'm not a big fan of it. I know America is, but I'm not. So it's just this big ruse for me to eat that, get a little bit fattened up on the frosting, and then you can eat me. I'm done with that. No, I don't care about Tony the Tiger. I know people, oh, he's beloved. No, he's not. He's not to me. He's not. Don't care. Right. Don't care. I don't care about the cartoon tiger, the, the the voice, the great, and all that stuff. They're not that great. Don't tell me things that are great when they're not great. You can like him in the rest of America. I, I'm not trying to do this to be curmudgeon or counter to everything. I just don't like the guy. I don't like the tiger. Don't like his face. Don't like his attitude. I think he's. I, I don't think he's genuine. I think Tony the Tiger has bad days every now and then. Like Toucan Sam, Toucan Sam has a bad day. Trix Rabbit, his whole life was a bad day, one after another. He's like a Ziggy character. But Tony the Tiger, everything's great. My whole life is great. Everything's wonderful. They're great. He's he's like one of those CrossFit people trying to encourage me to do CrossFit. Get out of my face. Not everything's great. I don't need to do this. I don't need to join your your weird frosted cult. Out of here. Next. All right, so my top five. Number five, I wanted to pick one of the monster cereal characters. You went with uh, Count Chocula. You know, there was Frankenberry. Um, Who else was there? There was Yummy Mummy. I'm going with Boo Berry, all right? Boo Berry. He got the stylish hat. He wears a bow tie. Bow ties are cool. Ah. It's also hysterical how his eyes are drawn. Because it's like he either is recovering from a big night out or is currently on uh, on something under the influence. Um, also, very bold to be promoting a blueberry cereal. And I believe uh, it actually was like the first blueberry-flavored cereal ever. So in a world with all the chocolate cereal and all the fruit uh, marshmallow shapes and very bold to Blueberries be promoting good. the blueberry cereal. So we had a, we had a he guy, stands out from the rest. We, we had a guy, Mr. Hookway, who had this blueberry thing back in his field behind his house when I was growing up, and he caught us stealing blueberries out of there. Ooh. We had to run like hell. I was told did he ever I was a patsy. Did he ever catch you? Uh, yeah. They yelled, he yelled, I was a patsy. This kid, Matt Duncan – Told me that it was that Mr. Hookway said it was cool. It was not cool with Mr. Hookway, man. No, felt bad. No. Nice guy too. He had six John Deere tractors. Go ahead. Wow, how about that? Number four, Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. I thought you were talking about the wrestling person. No. Oh, boy, she's oh, she was beautiful back in the day. How much she saw, I've she seen was some, something uh, else, man. I've, I've seen some good work. I've seen some good work. Have you have you her. seen her stuff recently? Yes. Yeah, I did, thought she was very good at did it. Did you yeah. subscribe to her OnlyFans? No. 
Isn't she in prison right now? She was. She's been multiple times. I can't keep track. She's in. Yeah. She's out. She's in. She's out. Just a good guess if she's in prison or not. So, sorry, uh, sorry, you know, Sonny, like, uh, he he represents, like, the silly side of the spectrum here when you look at these uh, these characters. Okay. Um, Probably has a full-blown addiction, I think. So probably oh. needs some help. But, you know, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm for the pro- uh, the product, his passion for Cocoa Puffs. Come hell or high water, he's getting his Cocoa Puffs. And, of course, has an iconic tagline, I'm cuckoo for co- Cocoa Puffs. Great tagline. One of the best of all time. So, Bingo. Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. Uh, number three, I'm going with Sugar Bear. From Golden Crisp. This guy is easygoing. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. You know, a lot of, again, a lot of these other mascots, they're silly. They're driven into a frenzy by, you know, their respective breakfast, but not Sugar Bear. Not Sugar, Sugar Bear, Bear was like Sugar Bear was like the dude. Yeah, man. He's just he's like, he's, o- he's always fending off yeah. the the attackers who are trying to get his bowl of golden crisp. But I of just course, he was cool, man. Yeah, man. He's just cool. Uh, uh, his main antagonist was uh, Granny Goodwitch. Remember mm-hmm. her? But he mm-hmm. always prevailed, as you said. He's just he's smooth. He got the baritone voice, yeah. and you know what? Most importantly, he made the turtleneck look cool. Right, he pulled it off. So <laughs> the sugar bear coming in at number three. Number it's like two, shaft of, of you cereal. had yeah, exactly. You had him on your list. You gotta go, man. Captain Crunch, Horatio Magellan Crunch. Okay, again, this is a distinguished man here. He's an officer of the from the armed forces. He's a naval captain. No, that's a good point. For goodness sakes, okay. Yeah. Uh, and also as a lover, as a lover of the cinema, I appreciate. That he has a backstory. Like I don't know. Like if you actually go on the website for Captain Crunch, like there's a backstory to this guy. He's from Crunch Island, which is located in the Sea of Milk, uh, which is a magical place with talking trees, crazy creatures, and a whole mountain made out of Captain Crunch called Mount Crunchmore. This is all on the website. So like there's a backstory to it. So I appreciate that. Plus he has a badass mustache, right? So come on, and then yeah, you, and then all the variations of the Captain Crunch. And number one, you would diss it on my boy, Tony the Tiger. Number one, okay. Come on, I gotta go with Tony the Tiger. We have the same name. Uh, you know, I've been referred to Tony the Tiger at times in my life. He's a good-looking guy, nice physique, right? Strong, lean. So we have a lot of similarities, me and Tony the Tiger. He got the he's a vibrant. He got the orange and the black. Got the the red bandana hanging. He sucks. Advertise advertising icon here, and Tony Tiger. And again, when you think about all the cereal this guy's had to move over the years, he doesn't have a lot to work with. You know, Frosted Flakes. They don't have colorful pieces shaped like fruit or marshmallows. This guy is doing all this based on his personality. So Tony the Tiger. People love tigers. People love tigers. Tony Tiger sucks. Oh, playing basketball with dad and the kid in the driveway. You know what, Tony? I'll raise my own kids, okay? I don't need your help. Tony sucks. So your top five, Boo Berry, Sonny, Sugar Bear, Captain Crunch, Tony the Tiger. Boy, we have never been so diametrically opposed ever on this, have we? Did we leave out any? Oh, uh, neither of us did uh, Lucky the Leprechaun. Lucky eh, Charms. Whatever. I'll just eat marshmallows yeah, no. if I want to eat Lucky Charms. I don't I don't need I don't need the cereal part. Who wants the cereal part? 
Pussy we miss the guys from Rice Krispies. Of course, I hate Rice Krispies, and I hate Rice Krispies treats. It's amazing all the sweet foods I don't like, and I'm as fat as I am. It really is a mystery. Coming up next, John Fanta. Very well spoken, very smart, knows basketball, Fox Sports, Big East Network. We talk Final Four with him. It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.